Welcome to episode 44 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 44, a full wind-up of heart and heat to bring stadiums to their feet. We'll go one-on-one and best of with 17-year-old national baseball star Jada Lee and her all-star dad, David. Father-son free-for-all will walk up with music to knock it out of the park. We'll go gold, silver, bronze for favorite baseball walk-up songs. And we'll head for home on episode 44 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 44 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy April, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton. We're here on episode 44. I hope you're having an amazing April. Spring is in the air, and it's now my time to share an introduction for my best of chum, my forever champ and chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Can't wait to get this episode started. That's right. Number 44 in the books, everybody. Uh, We hope you're having a great start to the spring that we uh, just said. And uh, Ashton, it's been quite a a busy month for us. Lots of different things going on. But I mean, I guess just sort of shout out from the top. There's some really special birthdays of uh, some special uh, champs and chums uh, in our lives. Um, Yeah. Did you want to shout out happy birthday this April month to uh, some of those people? Well, uh, happy birthday to Grandma Anita. She just celebrated her 75th birthday. Yeah, happy milestone 75th birthday to uh, to your Grandma Anita, my mom Anita. Um, she, is, she is everything. She's most valuable player. She's Hall of Fame. She, she's legend. Uh, so we had a really, really special event for her, and it was so nice and... Uh, you know, come to think of Hall of Fame and Grandma Anita, we actually, speaking of champs and chums and great sports adventures and experiences, she came with us in our last visit to the Hall of Fame. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah. Why don't you describe sort of uh, some of the wonderful things? We actually had a wonderful picture taken. Well, um, you know, nothing gets old at the Hockey Hall of Fame. And um, it, it, I took a picture with uh, my friend Stanley again. And oh, you took a fr- picture of your photo with your friend Stanley, and that's right. The birthday girl as well, too, Grandma Anita, got a chance to, to meet Stanley. Yep. Does Stanley talk? Uh, no, but, um, no. You know, but... if Stanley could talk, though, the stories of legend, the stories of lore, the drama, the excitement, the intensity would, would just be be through the roof ashton the leafs are gonna do it this year at well, the time of this recording they're gonna play really soon 7 30 
uh, time is 7.09 right now. Yeah, the time of this recording, everybody. Ashton, and, you're um, referring to the... And the Leafs big are, game. you know, 3-1. and one. Haven't done this in 19 years. And, um, you know, I think this this is the game. This is the year that they're going to pass the first round. And uh, hope, uh, good luck to the Leafs to start off the episode. Well, there you go. You double shifted on that hockey reference for sure. Well, we're going to get to the Leafs in a sec because we got to put a, a real square focus uh, to talk about this team that's doing some amazing things. But there was another special birthday birthday we have to get a shout out to as well, too. Who's that, Ashton? Well, that was uh, Auntie Carolyn celebrating her 48th birthday. That's right. Another great big number. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Sister Carolyn. Uh, we know she had a great day. And uh, yeah, April's a real busy month for birthdays. And uh, so happy that we we're celebrating that. Now, Ashton, speaking of celebrating, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, April is probably one of the most celebrated months for sports. There's so many exciting things going on. Um, uh well, actually, let's start in sequence here, right? Because your Champs and Chums uh, fans had an opportunity to be uh, in the stadium for a cello crowd at Rogers Center for the most special time of baseball seasons. That's opening day. And opening day, more the home opener, I should say, was down at Rogers Center uh, just about a couple weeks ago, Ashton. Now, uh, describe for the fans, how did it feel to be there? How electric the atmosphere was? And, uh, and what was it like to, uh, to take in for the ver- very first time for father and son to take in a Blue Jays home opener? Well, it was very cool. And um, we, we didn't go to the outfield district. But um, next time we go to a game, we're, we're going to try to go to the outfield district um, next time. And um, I got my uh, Junior Jays membership. That's right. That's right. Good way to kick off the season. Yeah. And uh, we we had really good seats. And, you know, most of all, we, en- we enjoyed the game. That's the best part. Well, and then most of all, too, the Jays won. Yep. I mean, they actually trounced the Detroit Tigers that night. I think it was 9-2. to two. Yeah, I believe it was. 9293. Uh great atmosphere in the building. If you haven't had a chance to check out the wonderful renovations at Rogers Center, please do. It is amazing what they've done uh to really beautify the building and uh give it that real ballpark feel. Ashton, you mentioned some of those great um uh features now. Uh they they they've totally revamped uh the outfield, right? With a lot of interesting vistas and uh, great experiences to just kind of walk around experience the plays really close i mean they elevated the bullpen they've got the corona uh what is that called the corona patio or the Mm -hmm. corona deck over there yep uh they've got a family uh area as well too called social park so lots of great things to do down at the ball game and uh, your champs and chums will be back out to cheer on the Blue Jays in what will be a magnificent season. Now, listen, Ashton, speaking of magnificent season, you you kind of alluded to it at the beginning. Let's circle back, or should I say, let's skate back to what is going to be a real exciting time at the time of this recording, because our Toronto Maple Leafs are back, everybody, in the playoffs, and they actually are poised to do something so significant the first time in 17 years, potentially, 
that they'll be ba- they'll be on to the second round. Ashton, what's your sense of the series thus far? Well, the Leafs are doing great. Um, last game, um, Leafs were down bad. They were down four. One, I believe, and then they came back, and then Kerfoot. Well, it was a comeback of all comebacks. Yeah, and um, and then uh, Kerfoot, um, he had that amazing goal, and um, to to win uh, game four, today's game five. At the time of this recording, it's yep. game five. Yeah. And um, just hoping for the Leafs to pull out well, well, here it this is. big win. Well, for sure. Like, I mean, so the, we hope, fans, and it's looking really good that in June, for episode 45, we'll be speaking more about the Maple Leafs because they'll still be playing in May. So that's the hope. That's the will. This team hits different. They've, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, they talk about the Stanley Cup prize, Ashton, as the hardest trophy in sports to win. And there's a significance in the number 16, Ashton. What is that? What does that all mean? Well, it means um, there you have to have 16 wins to win the Stanley Cup. And they've won three thus far. 13 more to go at the time of this recording. We're going to root that team on. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, obviously, being with the team in 99 during that amazing semifinal run with Pat Quinn's first year as head coach, Curtis Joseph's first year after signing as a free agent from Edmonton that uh, it, it is a magical time to be a Maple Leaf fan and to have those kind of experiences like, you know, behind the scenes, knowing kind of what goes on, what, what it takes, the grind. It is a grind, the playoffs. They play every other day, pretty much. And um, yeah, uh, they're taking the, uh, the city by storm, and we know there's a lot of big fans in Leaf Nation. It's just not all in Toronto and GTA. And, yeah, shout out to some of the other Canadian teams. Edmonton's still in it as well, too, at the time of this recording. Uh, Winnipeg Jets. How do you think those teams are going to fare, Ashton? Well, um, you know, Edmonton and Vegas, uh, obviously a, uh, you know, close uh, playoff series. and um, you Very know, close. Very yeah. highly contested. Lots of battles there. And... Um, Winnipeg and Vegas, I, because th- I, I voted for Vegas, and it seems Vegas has the upper hand here in this series, so we'll have to see what unfolds and plays out here. Yeah, for sure, and I forgot to mention, too, that uh, the fa- the big father-son challenge uh, on social, everybody, check it out. The last time we did an update was just at the unofficial midway marker of round one, so how it works, it's father versus son again, it's uh, pick the team you think is going to win the series. Every win that team gets, gets a point. So right now, or sorry, at the last count, it was deadlocked at 13, Ashton. So um, I'm taking you down this time, man. You have a you have a perfect sparkling 6-0 career record in father-son challenges. It is going to end by the time June happens. Thoughts? Wait, does it does this count for like the Facebook Live challenges? Absolutely, it's a father son challenge, head to head, father versus son, playoff picks. Let's go! But I'll, but I'll still be in front of you. Yeah, but you know what? It's about me cracking the donut right now, right? I'm not talking Tim Hortons. I'm talking like the zero that I have in my career record against you. It's gonna change. Those are some big fighting words from Dad. And uh, we'll see how that all it's plays It's going to go out. to one. You, oh, so you think I'm going to win? Well, I'm just saying, if you win, it'll only go to one. That's okay. 
That's how it all starts, step by step, inch by inch. You, you make up the record. Look, I mean, Tampa Bay, right? 3-1, they're down. They, they can't think about uh, uh, getting back in the series. They only have to think of the games in front of them because they're facing elimination at the time of this recording. We will see how that all plays out, and we'll talk about it next episode. Ashton, um, let's race back from uh, or skate back from um, the hockey to the diamond because it's been a pretty big month for you as you get ready for your own opening day for baseball season um you've been doing a lot of clinics you had a big evaluation um how do you think all's gone um and and how are you looking forward to the season well uh, i think it it went pretty good the evaluation and um obviously going to to the clinics helped me a lot and uh also, like training with with you, oh um, yes, helped me a lot as I'm well. I'm still feeling a little sore from some of those training sessions, like uh, fans. So we went. To, well, you describe sort of what, how the academy set up there and 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 what the the deal is, as it were. So, um, it's the Upper Deck Baseball Academy. Uh, it's in Brampton, thirty six Van Kirk Drive, and. Um, yeah, it's a great place. They have a fielding area, two bullpens. Uh, how many batting cages? They have at least four batting four cages. Four on the inside. And yep. it, it's kind of like I was throwing live BP to you there. Yep. Batting that, practice. That's true. So, yeah, it's an amazing place. And uh, and tell the fans how you're getting ready for the season. I mean, uniform uh, ext- uh, delivery will happen soon. Uh, those wonderful. Did you talk about your cleats? Oh, that was another thing we did. Mm-hmm. We got my, my, my humble my humble co-host here is going to be styling and profiling out on the on, on the diamonds in Brampton this uh, this year. Well, what would you end up getting, man? I got a uh, white Bryce Harper's. Yeah, those look really good, man. And I mean, you know, white you better get dirty, right? I mean, it's baseball after all; it's sports. So yeah, good stuff. Um, all right. Well, listen. Speaking of baseball, everybody, um, Ashton, I couldn't think of a better way to get since baseball is back in full swing that I actually think with our special best of guest or should I say guests we've really hit it out of the park so Ashton tell all the fans who's coming up on episode 44 we have 17 year old national baseball star Jada Lee and her all-star dad David Lee Oh, this is going to be an amazing segment. Uh, many of you may know the name Jada Lee, and if you don't, be sure you Google it because that that young girl, that powerhouse pitcher, that seventeen year now seventeen year old pitching prodigy, um, definitely has uh, turned some heads, has broken some barriers. Just last summer, everybody, she became the first female to pitch. Uh, to compete in baseball at the Canada Games. Uh, she was the pitcher for Team Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, and so, I mean, you know, I kind of hope, and, and you'll hear about this in the segment, everybody, that these kind of big moments, they were amazing. Jada's a, a tremendous person, mature well, uh, mature well beyond her years, so talented. But, you know, you kind of hope, Ashton, that these things just become every day right, as women who are, you know, doing so amazing, so much talent, that it just becomes a household thing. But there she was last summer, Niagara Falls, Canada Games, setting records, turning heads with her talent. 
and she's got big ambitions. She's going to go to college. She hopes to go to, to, to U.S. college. She hopes to play on Canada's national team. And um, what an amazing story. You don't want to miss it. And, of course, what's been so extra special, Ashton, is that we have her, her father, uh, David Lee, joining the show. But um, maybe just as a little bit of a preview, how does it make you feel and share for the fans when you hear such an inspiring story like Jada's? Well, you know, um, she's um, broken barriers, as you said. Um, she's doing very well for herself at only 17 years old. And as, as Jada said, because we've, we've interviewed her, um, and, you know, she said, women are getting an opportunity uh, more now than they did before, which is actually good because, you know, uh, women have been fighting for their rights for a really long time, and finally it's starting to get equal now. So uh, this this is a good change in uh, sports as well. Amazing. On and off the field, great stuff. Don't want to miss it. 17-year-old pitching prodigy, national baseball star, Jada Lee, joined by her proud father, David Lee. That's coming up on the show. Good stuff, everybody. Well, Ashton, you know, we've kind of uh, lined up this whole... Um, episode with a big baseball theme in mind uh you know we talked about you obviously pursuing your dreams your journey as you start off the baseball season here in Brampton in the league for the very first time we've got uh, amazing best of guests with Jada Lee coming up on the show so we kind of thought fans that what's so special about uh baseball games is the personal touches it's the things that, as the game goes on, there's some musical elements as, as baseball players either uh, walk up to the plate or walk up to the mound or walk in from the bullpen. These are famous and favorite baseball player walk-up songs. So father and son have gone gold, silver, bronze for their favorite baseball walk-up songs. And Ashton, I'm going to turn it over to you for your bronze medal well mine's my bronze medal goes to stephen strasberg uh he he has chosen uh seven nation army by the white stripes wow there's a great pitcher there who picked up a great song that's uh ashton's bronze medal stephen strasberg uh and actually i i'm not sure i think he had to retire ashton but and i don't have it in front of me to kind of kind of confirm that but please do so, everybody. Steven Strasburg was an amazing pitcher, big strikeout guy, innings eater, and he picked a song um, uh, by the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. And Ashton, um, uh, what what makes it, it make, what makes it about that song that kind of gets you going as well as Steven? Well, it has such a you know electric um, beat, and um, you know. I think he's not retired because on Google it said his current team was the Washington Nationals. Okay, my apologies then, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a crack research staff here. My host is always on his game. And so Steven Strasburg, everybody, when he hears the song, By the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Good stuff. Okay, over to Dad, over with my bronze medal. And I'm going to go a little heavy, Ashton. I'm going to go a little metal, Ashton. Because... My favorite baseball, I guess, walk-in sound from the bullpen to the mound. It's the late innings. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mariano Rivera is was is one of the most legendary relievers of all time, the stopper, and he enters the field when he's playing was playing with the Yankees to enter Sandman by Metallica. Ashton, what do you think about that? Well, that's a great song, one of my favorites. It's a it's a big favorite of your dad's too. And can you imagine Mariano Rivera so imposing? so dominant during his uh, his career as a New York Yankee. I mean, Ashton, like he he would come out of that bullpen for the ninth inning. That song would be pumping. The, the Yankee fans would be on their feet to, to, to watch these guys. Like, I mean, you know, like you, you just would get a chill if you hear the song Enter Sandman by Metallica with one of the greatest uh, relievers of all time in baseball, Mariano Rivera. Okay, Ashton, over to you for your silver medal. My silver medal is Al Machan by Banda MS, and that is Alejandro Kirk's walk-up song. Well, here we go, everybody. Right off the bat, we've got our first Blue Jay into the mix for uh, father-son all-pro go uh, sorry, uh, uh, Father Son Free for All, favorite baseball walk-up song, El Michon. And uh, Ashton, it's got such a beautiful Spanish tune to it as well, too. Um, why do you think Alejandro Kirk, Kirky as they call him, why does he like that song? Well, um, you know, he probably picked it and he could see literally... When, when that song comes on... Don't don't lie to me. You see everyone jumping up and dancing they do. to that yeah, song. Yeah, they, they, everybody everybody gets really uh, jumpy's not the word. Everybody gets in great spirits, right? It it must be the uh, it's the brass sounds there, right? It it, it was it's a, is it the trumpet that's playing, right? Uh, it's like um, it's almost like the mariachi band. Yeah, that, that's coming out to play. So that's Ashton Silver Medal by a great Blue Jay. Um, Alejandro Kirk, Elmi John, Banda MS, with uh, that beautiful song. Okay, over to Dad. And uh, Ashton, I'm going to take your lead here because uh, I've got a Blue Jay uh, in mind here for my silver medal. It is an amazing song, Ashton. It's got some Spanish in it as well, too. It's got some beat. It's got some uh, drive and it's got a great kind of pump me pump me up because it pumps up Santiago Espinal. Ladies and gentlemen, my uh, f- my favorite uh, baseball walk-up song, my silver medalist is Alto Riesgo by Mikey Towers Ashton. Did I get that right? It might be Mike. Okay, Mike. Mike. Now Mike everybody, in this particular song that won Santiago Espinal um, uses as he uh, heads up to the plate it's Mike M Y K E. Mm-hmm. Very, That's very unique, just like Santiago Espinal, an all star, if you will. Remember Ashton? He was an all star. Yeah. So there we go. Dad's silver medal, Alto Riesgo by Mike Towers, brought to you by Santiago Espinal. All right, everybody. It's a special gold medal presentation for Father Son Free for All, episode 44. Favorite baseball walk-up song, Ashton, over to you for your gold medal. My gold medal is Butterfly Effect by Travis Scott, and George Springer chose that song. What an amazing song. 
Uh, George Springer might be number four, but for Ashton, it's his number one. Butterfly Effect, Travis Scott. I get chills when I'm down at the Rogers Center and I hear that song come up because I know our boy, the best pure leadoff hitter in baseball. Springer Dinger. When he's healthy, the best pure hitter, the best leadoff man in the game, George Springer. Ashton, why do you think George Springer picks a song like that? What is, what is it about the song? Well, it's kind of a pump-up song a little bit, and um, it's kind of with uh, a little bit of rap too. So, um, you know, Travis Scott, he's a good rapper, and uh, I can see why George Springer, Springer uh, picked that song. So That's right. Well, speaking of picking songs, everybody, it's now time for Dad's Gold Medal, and I'm actually going to rinse and repeat my gold medal because I love the song so much. I love the player so much. My gold medal for favorite baseball player walk-up songs is Butterfly Effect, Travis Scott, George Springer. There you go, Georgie boy. You're a double gold medalist here on Champs and Chumps. Good stuff, everybody. Where There's lots more show to come here on episode 44. But right now, Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk. You're listening to episode 44 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our best of segment and what special guests we have for our fans this month hey ashton i got two questions for you my man are you ready to bring the heat on episode 44 sure am are you ready to strike out the side here on champs and chums of course well our very special guest has all the right stuff to be dominant inspiring and bring stadiums to their feet she's a pitching phenom and ignited her passion for baseball at six years old and competing against her community's best of boys and men since the age of 10. At 16 years old, our special guest inspired national headlines by becoming the first female to compete in men's baseball representing Team Newfoundland at the 2022 Canada Games. Her first pitch was a strike, and that very ball is enshrined a forever treasure in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. The Toronto Blue Jays honoured her, and that included our special guest throwing out the ceremonial first pitch before a capacity crowd last August at Rogers Centre. Her star-studded accolades included being named top pitcher and batter at the Atlantic Baseball Championships, Female Athlete of the Year by Baseball Newfoundland, the only girl competing for the U-17 boys provincial team for Newfoundland and Labrador, and ranked on Baseball Canada's prestigious top prospects list. Our special guest speaks glowingly of the support and inspiration of her parents, Dad David and Mom Amanda. Her dad is an accomplished baseball coach and has spent a lifetime at field level with daughter and sons on diamonds across Canada and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by pitching phenom and national baseball star Jada Lee and her all-star father, David. Jada and David, welcome to Champs and Chums. 
Hey, Thank you. glad to be here. Hey, it's so great to have you guys on the show. Uh, so special that Ashton and I could bring you on this best of segment for episode 44. As you know, baseball is back. It's in full swing, and I couldn't think of an extra special way to bring this on here on Champs and Chums. Uh, I, I kind of feel to take another pun that we've hit it out of the park here on this episode. So Jada and David, it's so glad to have you on. And Jada, I apologize for the for the puns. It's kind of a dad thing that maybe David will kind of... Uh, would, you, would you say that your dad maybe shares some puns right off the top of the show here? Oh, constantly. <laughs> All right, David. We're getting along just great right off the top of the lineup. So thanks so much both for joining us. Great stuff. Well, um, it's Dad over here to the left of the broadcast booth here on Champs and Chums. And I'm going to kick it off for a question for you, Jada. Um, I'm, you know, everybody's had an opportunity to uh, read, hear, see, and discuss the wonderful inspiration, the national headlines that you created last summer. But why don't you take us through your early interest and ambitions to get into baseball and that rise to prominence for you provincially and nationally? Uh, well, it started with my brothers. I have one brother that's around nine or ten years older than me and another one that's a year and a half older than me. So my oldest brother played baseball. My dad was coaching. So me and my closer brother grew up around the field pretty much. So my dad would take us out in the backyard when we were growing up and just basically toss the ball into our gloves just to teach us and I. And then when we got older, he'd bring us down to the field. And when we got old enough, we both joined organized baseball. And that was around the age of six. And since then, I've been playing organized. Uh, that was with the guys. I always played on my brother's team. And then when I got older, I started playing with the girls as well. And... Um, yeah, I started All-Star when I was around the age of 10, and I started, I made single A, and I played Mosquito, which is under 13, I'm pretty sure. I played that for around five years because I started early, and I played single A for two or three years, and then I made triple A, and I played triple A for a few years then uh, before moving up. Well, well, that sounds amazing. What a wonderful ascension you've made. And, you know, it sounds by your great opening answer here, batting leadoff here, as it were, Jada, that, uh, you know, baseball, the passion, the love that you have, it's a true family affair. And now it's my pleasure to bring David into the conversation. And uh, uh, D David, um, you know, you, you've, uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about actually your career and passion as a base baseball coach. But um, to put it into extra focus, I wonder if you can describe for our fans that very moment when you realized that Jade, Jada's talent was highly special. Um, well, I mean, raising the two boys and seeing the way they threw the ball, both of my boys had really good arms. Um, the middle guy, uh, Hunter, had a, had a, a ordinary, extraordinary arm for sure. Yeah, and you're sounding um, great but, here now too, David, so keep going. Excellent. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, Jada, as a little kid, like four or five years old, when I was tossing her the ball, when she would toss it back, it had zip to it. Now, did I, like, we didn't really realize, in Newfoundland, being in Ireland, we don't really realize the talent that any of our kids until we go to the first tournament. So when we got Jada off the island and we realized that she was throwing in the Atlantic provinces when we go to tournaments, she was throwing harder than all the boys up there. 
so that's when we were like, okay, wow, you know, even in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, uh, DEI and Newfoundland, she was following the boys down. And we were like, wow, okay, she has something special. Well, that's that's amazing, and uh, yeah, we 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 caught extra clear that last part. So uh, whatever good spot in your house you're uh, you're talking from there, that's an amazing spot, just like kind of a spot on the field, if you will. And I and I heard uh, we heard a lot about that zip that she she showed at um, at a young age, and uh, this only brings me back to a, a recent adventure, uh, Jada, that you had against a former pro ball player and a YouTuber. Uh, boy, that must have been. Like the zip you threw there, it just made my head spin and, and thousands of, of followers who were watching that along. I mean, how did that come to be, Jada? I know this one's a little off topic, but that, that was an incredible uh, show there by you. Uh, thank you. After um, Canada Games, Rachel Luba, which is Trevor Bauer's agent, she reached out to me and was just saying congratulations and whatever, and she told me that I should head up to the facility sometime and face Eric and some live ABs, Eric Sim. And um, after that, she put me in touch with Eric and we just set up a date. And I was already in Florida beforehand for a tournament. So I just headed over to Arizona for a week and we uh, set that up and it was pretty good. Oh, you did awesome. You did awesome there. Well, now, uh, uh, J- Jada and David, it's my pleasure to uh, sort of pass the, uh, uh, the the bat over to my forever chum, Ashton, uh, 10 years old here, uh, who's got some questions for, uh, for you. I think it's uh, Jada to start. Yeah, well, uh, first off, I just want to thank uh, Jada and David for uh, coming on the show. It's uh, great to be speaking with you guys. And, and the first question is for Jada. Jada, as I was telling you off-air, I'm going to start baseball this year, and I have a big passion for it. And, um, you know, your parents and and my parents are probably one of the biggest supporters that you'll ever have for, um, for for your baseball career, my starting baseball journey. Uh, now to switch it over to you, Jada, what were some of the greatest lessons and words of advice your parents, David and Amanda, have shared with you? Uh, probably just to, like, keep pushing myself and not give in. Like, uh, growing up, I mean, there was a few guys. I always played on the guys' teams. Now, as I got older, it got better as I um, continued playing with the same guys and stuff. But when I was younger, there was definitely some words said so like negatively towards me just for being a female or saying that I wasn't good enough or whatnot. So my parents would just encourage me to like keep going and not let that bother me and whatever. So that was probably one of the bigger lessons. And I think I learned that well because not much gets to me now. And I don't think, I think the guys are much better now than they were before. Well, that's a great answer, Jada. And, um, Jada, had only 17 years old, your baseball career has gone next level. Can you share with the fans some of your personal career highlights? Uh, most definitely Canada Games, pitching there, being the first female to do so. Um, throwing out the first pitch at the Jays game was definitely exciting well tell us Uh, more about that jada because what a treat that was i mean obviously well deserved and i'm sure you had lots of fans in the stands including dad and we'll kind of get to that in a sec but yeah i mean describe the experience for our fans being able to throw for 
Uh, Canada's team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, it was both exciting and scary. Uh, it was very helpful that I was on the field at the beginning. My whole team actually was on the field during batting practice. So we kind of got to be there while the stadium filled up. So it wasn't, I was walking down into 50,000 people or whatever the number is all at once. I got to get accustomed to it. So at that point then when the announcers started and I was in the media box and it was, I was a little bit scared, but very excited. And then when I was walking out, the nerves went away and it was just pure joy. It was a great experience and definitely seeing my family in the stands was great as well. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, uh, just doing a little bit of research uh, before the show and, and learning more about that great moment and, and your great story. Uh, you know, the, the, the Jays, uh, I think, were, were caught a little bit of by extra surprise by some, not, not only the zip, but uh, some of that movement that you had on the ball. I think it was, was it Brad, uh, was it Zimmer that, that caught, caught the ball, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's amazing. Great, great story. Great story. And uh, thanks for sharing that. Many career highlights. Uh, you said Canada Games, Blue Jays. And let, let's dial it back to Canada Games. And this question is for David. Um, David, uh, August 8th, 2022, Niagara Falls, Ontario. The stadium announcer goes behind the mic, announces your very daughter is coming into the game for Team Newfoundland. She walks towards the mound, toes the rubber, fires in her first pitch for a strike. Describe for our fans how you were feeling as sports history un unfolded for it, for you and for the, for, for the nation. Well, I mean, as a parent, I was really proud, obviously. But, um, you know, I, I don't mean to be flippant about it, but it actually felt like we had been there so many times because at that point there had been so many firsts for her already. We had been at so many tournaments where she was the only female and the first female. And although I'm sure she felt the pressure, um, you know, I kind of felt like it was another one, you know, it just seemed like a, another one. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more for her yet. Right. So that's, it was, it was definitely a, a huge deal at the time, but there was no pressure on me. It was all on Jada. That's a great answer. Great answer. So much pride you would have felt. And like you said, though, just another day at the office of someone that's uh, uh, breaking records. And uh, as Ashton was saying, to take a Jay's uh, uh, idiom, uh, going next level. So, so great stuff. Ashton? Well, she also, yeah. Jada also doesn't have, um, she's never a kid to let the pressure show. So, you know, I think if it was one of my boys, I probably would have been more nervous because I think at a moment like that, they may have, the pressure may have been more, it would have affected them more. But for Jada, when Jada's on the mound, that's where she seems to be happiest. And, she, you know, it, it didn't, there was no pressure for her. Or, well, I'm sure there was lots of pressure for her, but certainly I didn't feel the pressure from her. Excellent, excellent. Um, Ashton? Jada? Many people don't know the determination and the hard work of being a student athlete. So the fans would love to know, what does a day in the life look like for Jada Lee? Uh, well, it depends on the day of the week, honestly. But uh, for normally, I 
go to the gym in the morning before school and then I'm at school from nine to three and after school I go up to baseball for around two hours till about five and then depending on the night I might have volleyball I might have coaching and whether I have an exam or test that week or the week following or whatnot will depend on what I'm studying or not but uh, for today, example, I was at the gym this morning, then I had school. After school, I went up to baseball till five, and then I came home for supper, and then I went to the library to study. Well, that's a good routine. Uh, Jada, who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why? And you might surprise us here, but I think it's going to be a Blue Jay. Ah. <laughs> uh, I have a few, actually. I like um, Springer, George Springer. Uh, I like Kelsey Whitmore. I'm not sure if you know her. No, um, tell us a bit more about Kelsey Whitmore. The, the, the name does ring a bell, but tell us a bit more about Kelsey. We, we, were, we were all thumbs up and cheering here if you could see us about, uh, about George Springer, for sure. But yeah, tell yeah. us about Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey Whitmore plays for Team USA, and she was the first female to play on the Fairy Hawks, I'm pretty sure they're called. Uh, it's an American professional team. And she's a two-way player. She's a pitcher and outfielder. That's awesome. That's awesome. Any, a couple more that uh, you care to share with the fans? I know you said you had a few you're thinking about. Uh, yeah, I like um, um, – the tennis, sorry, I'm blanking on her name right now. No, that's okay. Uh, was Serena it Williams. One of the sorry. Williams sisters, yes, yeah, Serena Williams, yes. who recently retired. Wow, what a powerhouse she, she was for sure. Yeah, and I'm not even a tennis fan, but it was hard not to admire her story and her passion for the game. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, some great names that you've shared there with us here. Uh, you're listening to episode 44 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. We're here joined by our special guests, pitching prodigy and national baseball star Jada Lee and our all-star father David. And uh, David, I want to turn the uh, great chat here back over to you. And, um, you know, there's a lot of parents um, and, and father figures and, and, and great mentors that, that listen to us on Champs and Chums. And um, I wonder from a per parent perspective, um, for kids who have an aspiring athletic track, such as your, your daughter, and your daughter's done some amazing things at a high level, I wonder if you can talk about the importance and value of maintaining school and that educational pathway. I mean, it sounds like Jade is already in some of her, our great banter here has already spoke to that discipline, but from a parental perspective, how do you support, um, support that? Well, at a, a really young age, we spent an enormous amount of time with our children, um, giving them the basics of education. Uh, at the same time, then athletics, too, and proper diet. Um, it was just something that I'm not sure if it was natural for us. It didn't seem to be a plan. It was just what made us feel right at the time. Um, but it certainly gave them a leg up as soon as they started school. Um, you know, so so far as uh, school and athletics, um, you know, we tried to balance them out. Um, we also try not to put much pressure on our children. Um, when it comes to athletics or, or academics, 
Um, obviously, we want them to succeed, but you know, our way of parenting has been to give them all of the tools to succeed, um, but not to put too much pressure on them. You know, uh, failures are as important as successes in sports and academics. Oh, that's tremendous wisdom. Great advice for our our, our uh, older adults, those who are parents, and those that are uh, looking to uh, great advice here. Great, great, great words there, David. Um, Jada, to uh, turn the ball back over to you, um, this is an amazing time for the rise of women in sports. I mean, barriers are being broken on and off the field. I mean, you are evidence of that with your tremendous contributions to, to that success. Um I mean, even just to take another baseball example um, at the pro level, I mean, Kim Ng was named the Miami Marlins general manager. So there's this real current happening right now of the rise of women in sports. And I just wanted to, would love to get your thoughts on how we can keep building on this. I mean, definitely the opportunities are being given more so now than before. And I like the media attention it's getting because I think that just spreads the word more that it's happening and that it can happen. And it's allowing more younger girls to get that opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't, especially from coaches. I've heard personally, I've not been kept off of teams from coaches or anything. I've never experienced that, but I know of younger girls who were told no by coaches because she's a girl and, girls don't play sports and whatnot. So I like seeing all the attention it's getting in the news, especially the MLB. I've seen there's over, I think there's over 10 women coaches, managers, whatnot that have a leading role in MLB organizations. And I've seen it on multiple different uh, platforms. So it's good that it's getting that attention. And I think that attention will lead to more. Great stuff. Uh, we, we've got a few more questions here. This has been an incredible segment already uh, with our dynamic duo on the other end of the line here calling in at uh, the time of this recording from St. John's, Newfoundland. Uh, this is a two-part question, and Ashton and I are going to uh, kind of go one-two on this. Um, Ashton, take it away for Jada, and then I'll, I'll follow with David. Jada, if there was one word you could use to describe what your dad has meant to your success in life, what would it be and why? That's a hard one. Um, I would have to say dedication, probably, because not only has he taught me to be dedicated, but he's always been dedicated to me. And when I was younger, especially any time I needed, any time I wanted, I could ask him to go to the field and he'd drop whatever he was doing and come help me. Um, and he really helped me like grow my love for the game and my skill as well by constantly giving me reps, doing whatever I needed, whatever he felt was needed, whatever. He was also always there to like push me. Even when I wasn't really wanting to go, he would be there nagging me, which in the end I enjoyed because it um, taught me dedication. Well, that's an amazing word. And, and it's dad over here that wants to follow with uh, his, his colleague, uh, this dad on the other end of the, the phone. And David, uh, you know, as I said, uh, we're just so pleased to read up on the story and uh, hearing the words of your daughter. And, and I saw that beautiful video where, where your CBC, I believe, was speaking with you. And you, you had so much pride in speaking about um, the impact that your daughter is making. I'm going to ask you the same question that was asked of Jada. 
If there was one word you could use to describe what Jada has meant to your success in life, what would that be and why? Well, I don't know if one word, but uh, hard work. Um, she's like, she actually makes me work. So, you know, um, she's, you know, as she just said, I mean, a day in the life of Jada, she didn't really explain properly a day in the life of Jada. A day in the life of Jada sometimes is uh, baseball practice and two volleyball practice, you know, and a gym uh, workout in the morning. Um, you know, in the summertime, Jada would get up in the morning, we'd go to uh, down to the cage and do some batting and then we'd do some fielding and then she'd have a game in the afternoon and then a practice in the evening and then another game that evening and then a tournament in the weekend. And this stuff wasn't set up by us. I mean, this was her hard work and dedication herself um, that, you know, was doing all that because, you know, we have three kids and our other two boys, although are, they're excellent, hardworking kids, I mean, they didn't have a passion for things where they would actually do that. Um, so, you know, uh, her hard work certainly makes me work hard um, and certainly kept me probably involved more than I would have been had she not been so involved. Oh, that's amazing, Ashton. I think we uh, we hit that one out of the park with some powerful words that have come across our airways. What do you say, man? Yeah, that was definitely a home run. That was a great exchange there for sure. Uh, just a couple more questions before we conclude this best of segment. Um, uh, Jada, a question for you. Um, you've accomplished so much in your young career. You're only 17 years old, and it seems that the world is at your feet. What does the future look like for, for Jada Lee? Uh, well, I'd hope to play for Team Canada on the national, sorry, international level. And I would love to play university or college baseball. Um, I'm going to university next year and I'm hoping to become a sports med doctor. So I would like to be able to play baseball while studying. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. All-star from opening pitch to the close there. And speaking of close, I'm going to bring the closer here, my forever chum, Ashton, for the, uh, the last question here on this best of segment on episode 44. Ashton? Jada, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a star baseball player just like you? Uh, to stay dedicated and don't let up uh, even when it gets hard. You're going to get every every athlete gets to a point where they think they've not peaked, but they're comfortable. They're at a spot where they're better than most. They're getting looks from everyone and they stop putting in all the work that they put in. So I would advise younger kids to not stop and to continue to stay focused and dedicated. Oh, what a tremendous way to end an incredible best of segment. That's uh, Jada Lee, national baseball star, joined uh, in this segment by her proud father, David Lee. Uh, we want to thank you both for taking the opportunity uh, and joining us here on Champs and Chums. Um, you know, we asked you of one word uh, to describe a moment, and I I'll leave you with this word, uh, inspiration. Both of you, uh, from, from the beginning of this uh, great chat, to the middle to, to the end have um, 
shared with and powered our fans with so much inspiration in in your story. And uh, Jada, you have, uh, geez, a world of promise. Uh, And as the Blue Jays say, going next level, I can see so many big things ahead for you. And um, that poise and that uh, wisdom and that dedication and support from you, uh, David, as you could see it play out here on this segment. Um, So thank you so much for coming up on coming on the show. And I wanted to turn the call over to my chum, Ashton, who's got some words of thank you for both of you as well. Well, uh, Jada, David, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor having you on. And, um, you know, David, you've been there for Jada for uh, since day one, uh, since she was six. That's 11 years. And For uh, baseball, yeah. For baseball. Earlier than that, now she's 17. But, yes, I know what you're saying, Ashton. And, um, you know, y- you've been such an inspiration to her as as my dad has been a big inspiration to me, um, for baseball and, um, Jada, you know, you've inspired many, many kids of all ages around the world and, um, also in Canada as well to believe that they can break barriers no matter what people say, they can do it and to never give up and stay determined. So Jada, David, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Great stuff. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 44. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy April, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton on the airwaves here. It's April. It's episode 44. So glad that you're with us here on this great next show of Champs and Chums. And uh, now, fans, it's time for our All Pro Go segment. That's right. Our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. That's where my forever champ and chum, Ashton, gets an opportunity to shine a spotlight on a sport a great activity that's kind of got a sporting feel to it. Ashton, um, you know, it's uh, was such a great segment that we just had with Jada Lee and, uh, and proud father David Lee. We found out a lot about Jada. She's not only just multi-talented, she's not only got a lot of confidence, a lot of ambition, dedication, but she has another sport that she enjoyed. So your champs and chums thought we should honor that sport, and it is volleyball. Ashton, take it away. Volleyball is a team sport in which two teams of six players are separated by a net. Each team tries to score points by grounding a ball on the other team's court under organized rules. It has been a part of the official program of the Summer Olympic Games since Tokyo 1964. Beach volleyball was introduced to the program at the Atlanta 1996 Summer Olympics. The adapted version of volleyball at the Summer Paralympic Games is sitting volleyball. The complete set of rules is extensive, but play essentially proceeds as, as follows. A, a player on one of the teams one of the teams begins a rally by serving the ball tossing or releasing it and then hitting it with a hand or arm from the behind from behind the back boundary line of the court 
over the net and into the receiving team's court. The receiving team must not let the ball be grounded within their court. The team may touch the ball up to three times to return the ball to the other side of the court, but individual players may not touch the ball uh, twice consecutively. Typically, the first two touches are used to set up an attack. An attack is an attempt to direct the ball back over to the net in such a way that the team receiving the ball is unable to pass the ball and continue the rally, thus losing the point. The team that wins the rally is awarded a point and serves the ball to start the next rally. Good stuff, Ashton. So that's our all-pro go spotlight. That's volleyball. A lot of back and forth there, Ashton. Uh, bump, spike, volleying, all those kind of things. But hard to believe that the uh, the early origins of, uh, of volleyball, everybody, goes back to 1895. Like in this, this sort of, sort of was the, the early origins of that and... Uh, it's uh, it's been an amazing sport. It's obviously got lots of uh, community, regional, national, and international uh, prestige. Does volleyball, and um, well, Ashton, you know, I, I always take this opportunity when we talk about all pro go to tell you about some experiences that either I or we have had, and I, I must tell you, among some of the sports that I played when I was young, volleyball was one of my top sports. Well, that sounds really cool. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you've told me before you've played volleyball. Um, you actually, I think you broke your thumb from it? I actually or broke pinky. My, my, my pinky. My pinky, uh, it was sort of a, it was a, um, it was a, a dislocated kind of pinky, right? It, it kind of was, it was some um, ligament damage there. But anyways, folks, uh, like a champ and chum does, I taped it up. I continued to play, Ashton. This was in a... This was an adult league where, uh, you know, um, I, I was once, I guess, one of the taller players of the net, but went up to block a spike. And the much taller player on the other end of the net uh, just drove one right into my pinky. But anyhow, long story short, everything is okay. Uh, played a lot of great volleyball at the high school level. Uh, played as an adult in the competitive co-ed. And actually, Ashton played beach volleyball. Did you know we played beach volleyball as well, too? Yeah, you've told me that a couple times. So here's the thing, too. And just remember our episode 25 guest, Paul Rosen, Paralymp Paralympian Paul Rosen. And shout out to to Paul, who celebrated a birthday um, earlier this month as well, too. We had a lot of great birthday shout outs as well. Um, uh, Tommy Kuzmanis had a birthday uh, uh, as well. Uh, Rob Butler, um Anastasia Busis as well too. So happy birthday to all our champs and chums. Got some more coming up in May. But yeah, to get back to my story about Rosie, not only was he a gold medalist in, um, and competed at the uh, Paralympics in hockey, he also competed in sitting volleyball. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Well, he's a talented guy, that Rosie. And so anyhow, everybody, that is volleyball. That is our all-pro go. And you're listening to episode 44 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father, Son, Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 44 of the Champs and Chums segment. And it's now time for our signature segment. That's right, everybody. It's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. So every episode, Ashton and I shout out to a champ, 
and a chum. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun to highlight a lot of great people uh, that we've all had the opportunity to connect with. And they are all our all-stars on and off the field. And speaking of on and off the field and speaking of all-stars, Ashen, it's been an all-star show for baseball. It's been an all-star show to, uh, to really put a focus on uh, Canadian baseball. So your champs and chums over here, everybody, thought that we would do a Canadian baseball sweep of champs and chums. So Ashton, so we've got four champs and chums that have all played a tremendous role in Canadian baseball. Ashton, over to you for your, your first champ and chum. My first champ and chum is Rob Butler. Uh, well, he is a champ and chum indeed, episode 20. Uh, why do you tell the fans a bit more who may not know Rob's illustrious resume, a little bit more about our Canadian baseball champ and chum? Well, he was a World Series champion. Well, who could forget that? 1993, everybody. He had that bit a big, um, well, he had a lot of things happening for him as he came into the game as a pinch hitter, a pinch runner. Uh, he had that uh, duel with... Um, with uh, Kurt Schilling, of course, we remember. I think that might have been the bottom of the seventh uh, in Philadelphia. He really outlasted Schilling there and was able to get on and uh, played a, a great role off the bench for the Jays. What what else has our champ and chum Rob Butler been up to? Well, just recently, he was named the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs baseball um, team. Well, Ashton, I'm glad you mentioned it. That's huge news, everybody. I mean, the the Butler name has um, been um, renowned when it comes to Canadian baseball prospects and both Rob and Rich uh, worked their way up to play pro ball and um, couldn't happen to a more qualified, uh, a nicer guy. He actually had some time playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs, talking about the baseball on the Inter-County League, talking about the baseball Not club, the everybody. Team. Yeah, that's right. But uh, Rob Butler has become the manager, everybody, of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, baseball club. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, well, also, he, he's been running his academy for a while now. Well, another another great Canadian baseball um, uh, uh, factoid about Rob Butler. Yeah, he's got his own academy, uh, Rob Butler uh, Pro Baseball, um, uh, out, out in the East End, uh, the 905 East End, and he's doing some, some really great things. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 20, dial it back. You'll be an inspired and hear from a World Series champion. Good stuff. All right, so it's over to Dad, I guess, uh, for my first champion chum on the Canadian baseball side. And I am going to, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to be not white. It's going to be black, Ashton, because the legendary broadcaster Rod Black a champ and chum on episode 38. What an amazing guest he was. A broadcast legend. Has um, his, his resume, Ashton, in sports broadcasting uh, is, is legendary. It's Hall of Fame. You know, hockey, figure skating, football. But remember, everybody, uh, among all those great things that he had done, he had broadcasted hockey as well, too. But remember, he was the... Uh, lead broadcaster of Blue Jays baseball. And uh, one of his, I mean, he had some other, anal, uh, multiple analysts uh, alongside him, but uh, Joe Carter, 
was actually one of the analysts there when he when when Rod was doing uh, baseball. So Rod Black is an institution uh, when it comes to sports media broadcasting, and uh, wanted to give him an important shout out on this. Uh, Honoring our champs and chums for episode 44 for Canadian baseball. Ashton, over to you for your next champ and chum. My next champ and chum is Jada Lee. Well, one of the youngest champs and chums in this Canadian baseball sweep, Ashton, but one of the brightest. Why don't you talk a little bit more about Jada? Well, uh, Jada, she's done amazing things at only 17 years old. That's right. I mean, what was her biggest feat? Well, her biggest feat was uh, playing with the boys in the uh, in the Canada games. Canada games, yeah, and also throwing out the first pitch at the Blue Jays. How game. did I forget that? Right, you know, when she talked about it, everybody, you can dial back in part of this episode. That was kind of one of her highlights. Um, did you want to describe how she was feeling? Well, uh, she said she was feeling nervous at first, but um, when then she got on the field, uh, all of her nervousness. It went away, and, um, you know, she was confident. She threw out that first pitch. Uh, Zimmer was surprised. George Springer said, wow, she, she's really good. And, uh, you know, I, w- I wish that happened to me. I mean, that, w- that would be so cool if uh, George Springer would have just said how much talent I have. Or well, I mean, everybody would love to hear that coming from a real pro like him. Uh, you know, as I said, one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball, probably the best. And uh, yeah, it's coming back to Jada. What an inspiration she is, right? Not only just to young girls, but for for young boys, for people that want to uh, do big things. And she's got such a such a bright future, Ashton. She's a star of Canadian baseball. She's among um, Canada's uh, baseball Canada's top prospects list as well, too. So shout out to a new champ and chum in this Canadian baseball sweep, Jada Lee. Okay, Ashton, it's over to me to be the closer to uh, mop this up. And um, what what a star we have here. Um, if you remember, everybody, on episode thirty four. We talked a lot of Blue Jays baseball, and uh, we talked a lot of wonderful things because we had the Mike Wilner, Blue Jays media personality on the show. Uh, what, a, what a career and resume he's had in, in Blue Jays baseball, Ashton. Uh, obviously, radio broadcast team on Sportsnet, uh, some television work as well, too, uh, um, with the fan ends and Sportsnet 590, the fan um you know he had those great segments on jay's talk uh tremendous play-by-play broadcaster his analysis is always sharp he's extremely entertaining and now he's in his big space of course ashton as the lead baseball um one of the lead baseball columnists for the toronto star and let's not forget everybody we're talking to you in the podcast platform but one of the award-winning and top baseball uh, podcast is Deep Left Field, brought to you by our great host and episode 34 guest, Mike Wilner. Ashton, what do you think about all that stuff? Well, uh, that's great. He has a podcast. Uh, you've told me about it. And, um, you know, he's been doing great work uh, with the Toronto Star. And uh, he's 
doing his own podcast. And he can tell a great story. That is Mike Wilner. That is true. I tell you something right now with Mike Wilner, Ashton. I met Mike Wilner years back. This has got to be 26 years ago when he was doing, as they call it in, um, in the radio business, stringing. I believe it was for 680 News. And he was at the press box of the old Maple Leaf Gardens. And look at the amazing things he's done. Look and hear on the amazing things that all of our Canadian baseball champs and chums have done. What a way to honor the great game and our champs and chums. Good stuff, everybody. We've got a little bit more show to come. Hang with us. You're listening to episode 44 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums and Ashton. It is now the ninth inning. It's time to close this one up. We got to bring the closers in. It's you and me, my man. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It's been a wonderful show again. Episode forty-four. Here we are in April. And Ashton, as I always do on Champs and Chums at this time and juncture of the show, I'd like to ask you, what did you learn today? Well, I learned what a day in the life is like for Jada Lee. Well, for sure. And uh, what what a competitor and a hard worker full of dedication and inspiration she is. I mean, you heard her talk about um, the practice that she has to do, the training she has to do, the studying that she has to do, uh, obviously eating right. Uh, it sounds like this is all built in. And let's not forget, everybody, um, that kind of discipline is certainly within the person, but you learn it as well from the great environment that, um, you know, uh, Dad, uh, David, and uh, Mama Amanda, and, and her, uh, her brothers as well, to really foster that high-performing, high-performance dedication uh, and discipline. So that's why she's uh, she's a great one, Ashton. Good. That, that's a great... Uh, that's a great um, uh, learning from, from the episode. What else? Well, I also learned, uh, you know, Jada's journey to start baseball when she was six years old. That's right. And it, I mean, I guess it sounded like it, 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 it didn't come easy. It was a little bumpy, right, in terms of maybe some of the teammates um, fully accepting her as, as, as being a, a female and playing on the team. But she straightened those... Uh, those naysayers out she showed them what she can do she brought the heat she took on eric sim that former pro baseball player now now turned youtube legend she struck him out she 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 can she will she is that's jada lee ashton what else did you learn well i also learned that you like heavy metal well uh well rock on my man fist bumps for that Yes, I do like some heavy metal the odd time. I love it when it connects to sports. And you're probably referencing my uh, my love for Enter Sandman. That Metallica song that Mariano Rivera walks out to. I mean, they played a lot in sports. It's, it's a sports anthem, Ashton. Good stuff. Well, uh, great stuff, everybody. It's a tr- been a tremendous show, episode 44. Ashton, who do we want to thank for uh, making us... Uh, uh, get this far and uh, helping us sound great. We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Thank you to the Power Girls, Ashley and Serena and Uncle Dennis. You guys have uh, been there from the very beginning of Champs and Chums. You're like founding members of this great uh, father-son passion project. We so appreciate and love you so, so much. 
Uh, we also want to thank uh, National Baseball star, 17-year-old pitching prodigy, Jada Lee, uh, and her dad, a proud father, an accomplished baseball uh, coach in his own right. Uh, they joined us live from St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, where they talked about her inspiring story and some really great things that helped us uh, round out the big belief, the passion, and the purpose of Champs and Chums. Ashton, where can uh, fans listen to more of our episodes? Well, they can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. Well, and lots, lots more, everybody. And hey, make sure you check us out on social. You can connect with us and reach us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. Ashton, it's April. This is going to be an amazing fist bump everybody thanks so much for tuning in and ashton as we always say cheers cheers to champs cheers to chums and cheers to an all-star day thanks for listening. listening